Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, hey friends, it is Fearless Friday on the Make Life Matter podcast. And each Friday I share a short but impacting devotion or I introduce you to one of my fearless friends. And that's what I get to do today. I've been chatting with her. I cannot wait for you to meet her. She's making her life matter for the kingdom. Her name is Amber Alvey Swenson. Amber is a wife. She's a mother. She's a speaker. And she's the author of four books. She's also a blogger and a regular contributor to a number of popular Christian organizations. In 2011, she began speaking to women with the intent of bringing the Bible to life. And if you've listened to this podcast, podcast for any amount of time, you know that one of the key things we talk about here is grounding our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. I am all things Bible and she is as well. And she helps us to apply the Bible in tangible practical ways. And since then, speaking has taken her and her eager to, eager to travel family to places they would have never dreamed. And we're going to ask her about that in just a second. And she's here to share from her brand new book. And if you're watching, it's called Chosen for More. I've got it right here. It's a lot packed into a small package. It's so great. And it reminds us that God uses everyday people in powerful ways. Well, welcome, Amber. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we were chatting a little bit earlier and you said that we've got a lot in common. So for people who don't know you, share just a little bit of your story. And then I'd love to hear maybe one of your family stories about one of your travel adventures, but help us to know your background. It sounds like we've got a similar history and uh, yeah, especially even something that the Lord has shown you through all of that as well. So I am a wonderful example of how you can make many plans and God laughs because he says, that's not at all what I have planned for you. So I have learned in my years to sort of have my goal in life be to walk with God and let him take me where he wants me to go versus um, making the plans and expecting him to go with me. I was uh, and always have been a planner. So I had a great plan. I went to school a creative writing literature major, and I was going to be a best-selling novelist. Hmm. I was going to live on the East Coast. I had no plans for marriage, did not consider children to be in the the plans at all. And then I met this wonderful man and right out of college got married. And so all of that, I was planning to go to grad school and instead we had a baby. Hmm. And um, so then I sort of was in this uh, position of being in my church and I was being Um, careful to be part of the church. And I was doing a newsletter for them, but I really didn't know how I could use the gifts and the talents and the abilities and the calling that God had put in my heart for writing Hmm. to, you know, for his glory. So now I had this sudden change of expectations and I thought, well, I, I, I guess I went to college for nothing. Well, little did I know that what God was calling me to is women's ministry Hmm. and writing Bible studies and starting that. So, um, I got started teaching women and I did it very reluctantly. My pastor asked me, I asked him to start a women's Bible study and he said, well, why don't you? Mm. And when I did, I fell in love. I love teaching. I love being in the presence of other women who love the Lord or want to know more about the Lord. 
And so all of a sudden, what I thought was a useless major became really the jumping point into what I've done my whole adult life, which is teaching and writing about the Lord in any way that I can. And God consistently changes what that looks like. Uh, Mm. You know, my podcast is two years old, so I hadn't really dreamt of a podcast. And in fact, it was an editor at a Christian writing conference who suggested that I start a podcast after talking to me. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I just want to write books. I don't want to be in front of a microphone in that way. That's not me at all. Um, But then all of a sudden, six weeks later, the opportunity came for me to do this. So again, you know, my plans, I keep making plans and God keeps Mm -hmm. going, no. What I love about that, Amber, is it speaks to so many of us who feel like either number one, maybe some shift in life happened and we think either we're disqualified from kingdom usability or, you know, we put limitations, God can only use us in this particular way. And so I love the fact that number one, God is so creative. He's not limited by anything, but that you just kept maintaining a posture of availability to say, okay, it's going to look different than what I thought, but I'm still going to allow God to use me. And you have four children that I know keep you very busy as well as your book. So you have four book babies, but you have four real babies too. So, so, and you talked about traveling. We both share this passion for traveling. So tell us a little bit about what that's like to kind of travel with your family and uh, maybe one of your most, you know, memorable adventures together. Travel has become a really important part of our family life. I've realized um, early on, I realized that when you give children something for their birthday, a toy or new clothes or something, it, it loses value very quickly. Mm. But when we travel as a family, those are the memories they talk about for Thanksgivings and Christmases and every time we get together. So as we didn't travel much when my children were young, but as they got older, it became easier to travel with them. And we've traveled both on the, you know, when my speaking takes me somewhere, then a lot of times we've gone as a family and made a vacation out of it. And then we also have done other trips and vacations. Um, But Florida has become a really special place to us. Hmm. We've been there four times and um, we've, we've, we try not to go to the same place twice. So we try to really explore uh, different places each time, but just in December, we went to the Keys and we went snorkeling and we, we've all just, it was a really neat experience because we had never snorkeled before. We had never seen, you know, you're on top of the ocean usually, and you, you miss all the depth of what's going on beneath you. Hmm. And so, and of course there's so many spiritual, you know, (laughs) I was just pinging right when you said that I'm like, Oh, that'll preach right there. Yeah. Now, what advice would you have or encouragement for someone who's listening and being like, oh, I would love to just incorporate travel with my family and, and maybe change the thought of even what you would gift them, gift them an experience. If that's intimidating to somebody, what, what advice would you have for them to kind of start that? Yeah, I've, I've definitely done a learning curve on this at first when I started taking my family along. Um, if I had to speak at a conference or something, I did it really poorly because my mind was on the conference and they were just tag alongs and I was sort of stressed out and didn't want to, you know, and so I did it yeah. so poorly at first. And then I realized, well, if I'm going to do it poorly, then it, then I should just go alone. Um, so I, it, it's more about being prepared beforehand. When I take them with, when I go on a conference, I am so well prepared that I don't have to spend all the days leading up to it, just, you know, going through my material and things. And then I also have learned 
to be with my family when I need to be with my family. And they know that, you know, mom, you know, in the two hours before the conference, she's unavailable and they usually go off and do their own thing. Um, there's just a learning curve. Every, for every family is different and you just have to, um, if you're going to incorporate work and travel, you know, it's really important to see the needs of the family and what can make this a good trip for all of us versus just um, tagging along. Yeah. It's not a lot of fun for anybody. And there's a lot of experiences you can have that are not expensive. Now, granted, if you're traveling out of state and hotels and all that, it can ratchet up. But even in our own hometown, my husband and I have been trying to just do new things. I even said last week, I really don't want to repeat a place we've been before. I'd like to just, we went on a, we went to a dude ranch last year for the first time. It was crazy. We went with Rebecca and Gabe Lyons. They host a conference out there, a retreat, but it was so off the grid. It was not like something we would typically do, but I found that I love horseback riding. We took lessons like, and so I just feel like there's things in your own hometown that can be inexpensive and museums or, uh, you know, a, a outdoor kind of an activity, but I love the idea of gifting travel as a, and gifting an experience as a, and making memories, you know, as a family, as opposed to just something they're going to use. It's going to be just a gift for themselves. Um, so I just find that to be very intriguing. And um, the other thing about that too, is there are so many life lessons that are taught along the way. Yeah. You true. know, when your, when your flight is delayed, you're teaching your children how to go with the flow. Yeah. You know, when you're stuck in traffic or when, um, something you lock the keys in the car. We had our car broken into when we were in Seattle, oh. Washington, and it was, you know, it was like 10 o'clock at night and we had had a full day of traveling and we go back to our car and the window was smashed and it was a rental. So you had to deal with the police officers and we had to get a new yeah. rental and all this, but you know, I am so glad that my children have this experience because wow. they learned how to deal with something, um, that was going to really change how the night went. And I still remember being in our hotel room that night. We got back to our hotel like at one in the morning. It was a cold night in Seattle. We were driving down the freeway with no windows. <laughs> we were oh, like all shivering. Oh and, and it, was just, it, was, it was really an event, right? But we got back into our hotel room and we did devotions and prayers. And as we were praying, we were, we were finding all the reasons to be grateful. Yeah. Like, God, we are so thankful we weren't in the area when somebody broke into our car, if they had had a gun, if any of us had been hurt or taken, we would be in mm. such a different situation. Wow. We're so thankful. All that we lost today was physical possessions yeah. Yeah. that were still, I mean, and, and as you do that as a family, that, that just builds so much into your children about not everything is going to go as planned. Yeah. You can plan and you can plan and then things happen. Yeah. And how do we deal with this in a way that's going to glorify God, that's going to find the good, that we're going to see God in the situation? That's right. And how can we learn from this to maybe do something differently so it doesn't happen next time? I mean, we have just found that travel offers so many life lessons. And mm. now that my children are young adults, it, it's really important. I think it's been a great way to teach them some things. Well, and really, that's a great segue into the book that I wanted to just chat with you about, because you literally talk about in Chosen for More, what do we do when God's plan maybe is different than we think our plan would be? And that sounds like that's really a life theme for you. And so it's no surprise that you wrote about it. This reviews five 
you know, ordinary women, uh, uh, women in the Bible, it's not just women, men and women in the Bible. I'm thinking that because I wrote fearless, which is ordinary women of the Bible who dare to do extraordinary things. So we really think a lot alike because these are ordinary people that shared a common trait and that's that they dared to come just as they were to God. And that's the subtitle, just as you are. So, you know, you pack a lot in this, in this kind of booklet. So talk for a minute about this idea of God's plan when it doesn't look like our plan and how can we still move toward letting God use us, even if it looks different than we think. Well, every one of the people that I wrote about in the book, I mean, their plan wasn't to be used by God in the way that he used them. Yeah. You know, Ruth, Ruth didn't set out to be who she was, you know, she was doing her thing and she married into this family and, and all of a sudden she ends up in Israel instead of Moab. And, you know, Jeremiah certainly didn't prefer to have his calling. Peter was a fisherman. Esther, she, she argued with Mordecai, like, no, 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 this isn't what I want. I, you know, I don't need this. And the woman at the well, I mean, she just went to get water one day and God called her out of this. And so, I mean, I think, I think what we have to remember is that God sees us, he knows us. And so many times we go one of two ways. We either think I'm, I'm in the wings, I'm waiting, I'm ready to go. God, And this is what I want to do. And a lot of times he's like, well, that's great, but I don't need you there. I need you here. Hmm. And, and we can fight with him on that. Like, well, no, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Or we can just say, Hey, you're the creator. You gave me the talents and gifts and abilities that, that I need for a certain something. So I'm just going to go where you put me. Or we can, you know, like the woman at the well, she may have felt like she wasn't good enough or her past excluded her. And so there might be people that think, well, I probably don't have a lot to offer in the kingdom. God probably doesn't need me. And nothing can be further from the truth Hmm. because we're told that we are the body. We're all a member of this body and God needs every single part. We need the fingers. We need the eyes. We need the tongue. We need the toes. Hmm. We need every single person. So that means God has uniquely gifted and equipped you for work in the kingdom. And you should not feel that you have nothing to offer because I guarantee you do. Mm, I love that. And it's such a great book, especially for like, I know you just came off of teaching a young adult conference. I thought about young adults when I was reading it because maybe they're still growing in their knowledge of the Bible. It's not, you know, fearless is a long six session Bible study. It's not that I don't love it, but it's a lot to dive into where this is a great starter book for someone who's wanting to know more about people in the Bible. And I think sometimes Amber, that we have this idea that you know, these, these biblical characters are larger than life and, or they didn't have any flaws or they didn't have any, you know, my, my son and I were, yeah, he's 22. He's in that young adult age. We were talking about this last week. He was discussing Samson, you know, Samson's a very flawed character. He's a very flawed person. It's, it's a bit challenging to kind of navigate his life and the pros and cons of it. And, you know, you include people like the woman in the well, who's got a pretty, you know, a pretty sordid past and she's still in the thick of it when Jesus meets her or the reluctancy, you know, that some of these and, and Ruth being a Moabite. I mean, when people dig down into that, there's a lot to just unpack there. And so what that shows us, Amber, what I love is this is a great book to launch into. If you're at least wanting to get your feet wet in what God says about people, how he uses them. And you might be very surprised to discover that it's not like it's a list of perfect people that God uses. And that can make us scratch our heads at times. Like what God used people like Samson or Lot or whatever, but it can also encourage us to know that what, what the very thing that we might think disqualifies us or we minimize our contribution 
God wants us to even lean into that, surrender all of those places. So it's a great, it's a great book. It's a great, you know, I would buy a bunch of them guys. Cause they're small if you're looking at it and it's a really easy thing to gift. I mean, you could give this to, you know, your target cashier. It's not like you're handing them, you know, a monster book, you're handing them a great small resource and right on there chosen for more to let someone know that they are chosen and for you to know that you're chosen as you're listening. I have another question I want to ask you, Amber, as I was reading this. So what if someone's wanting God to use them and they feel like the people around them either don't appreciate their gifts or don't really support the plan of God for their life? What encouragement and counsel do you have for someone who might find themselves in that situation? I think it's a, it's something that a, a lot of times anybody in ministry is going to face this eventually. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter if you're stepping out in faith, it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And it, I think it really kind of solidifies your relationship with God because stepping out onto the water is that moment of trust. Um, when, when Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me walk to you in the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter took that first step and he was like, I am doing this. I can't believe it. And then he sunk. The fact is that anytime you step out to do something, to put yourself out there, it's a step of faith and it is scary and it is daunting. And it really is between you and God. First and foremost, it it is about, are you being faithful to the calling that God has given you? And if you can say, yes, I am, my heart's in the right place. I'm doing this with the right motives. I I just want to serve God where I'm at, go for it, do it and know the Lord is with you. He will bless you. And a lot of times the people who are sort of the naysayers around you or, you know, they just want to protect you. A lot of times people are like, you know, putting yourself out there with a podcast. Are you sure you want to do that? How do you know that you're going to do this? Right. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And and you shouldn't let that get you down. Look at it as they're concerned about you. They care about you. But don't let that talk you into um, not doing something that you should be doing. I agree. That's a, that's a great, great counsel because I think we do and we, and we value the opinions of those around us and they might have a good concern that we can implement. But, you know, it could be anything from, like you said, they're trying to protect us or they're competitive. There's a jealous yeah. spirit. It could be a million reasons. I think we should expect some form of are you sure? Or you, or, you know what I mean? And so when that comes from voices close to us, that can be so discouraging. And the enemy can even, I'm thinking, Amber, there's a a spot where Paul is called to go to Macedonia and, you know, he tells this vision that he's gotten, he heard the, you know, he sees the right vision. He's heard the right vision. And yet a prophet well-meaning says, wait a minute, I see you bound. And I see you, you know, thrown in prison there. Now they both saw and heard from God, but they interpreted differently what they should do with it. So the prophet hears this and says, oh, I don't think you should go. You're going to be hurt and you know, you're going to be in trouble there. And Paul's like, well, I mean, sorry, but I'm, I'm still going. I heard from God. So that's a great example, a great example of two different people who both are hearing from the Lord, but they're interpreting what they hear differently because we're human. And we have our own filter and out of his desire to protect Paul, he was steering him, you know, the wrong direction. Thankfully, Paul plowed through and said, listen, I'm going to do what God called me to do. So that's really great counsel 
So whether you're sitting in the wings waiting, as Amber said, and you're wanting God to use you, you're feeling kind of just desperate for that longing for God to use you start wherever you are, you know, Amber runs a Bible study. Um, you know, it might be just asking what you could do in your, your local church. I think sometimes we're waiting for the big assignments, right? Amber and God's got things sitting for us waiting and we're missing preach it. it. Preach <laughs> it, preach it. Okay. So this is one of the things that I think is so, so important. I've taught Sunday school for 18 years. I've taught women's Bible studies for almost as long. Hmm. And the bottom line is being in the word week after week after week, digging in the word that prepares you for anything that's coming. True. And I think so often we want to skip the little steps and just jump to the big things. And those little steps are what are training you for what is to come. You can't delete that. You can't delete 18 years of wisdom and knowledge that's being put into you as you're studying the Bible week Mm. after week after week. Um, And just to go back to what you just said about people sometimes having good intentions, you know, if you were to look at the woman at the well, I would guess that not one person in her town would say she would make a great evangelist. Yeah. Not one. They would all be like, don't even talk to her. She's like messed up really badly. Yeah. She's not the one. I think we have to be very, very careful. And and that's why I included her in the book. Mm. Um, I think we have to be very careful to discount people. Oh, not that one. He's, he's gone down the wrong path. Not mm-hmm. that one. No, she's not going to be interested. We don't see people's hearts yeah. and we don't see the spirit of God and how it can work in those people's hearts. So our job is just to let God do his job and be there and be available. But I want to just say, if there are people listening, let's all work really hard to encourage each other yeah. In the Lord, instead of saying, you know, I don't think you should be doing that. Or yeah. can't you find something better to do? Or that sounds like a waste of your time. A better way to approach it is, have you prayed about it? Yeah. Um, are you in the word? Are you praying about it? How can I help you? Yeah. How can I support you? Right. What can I do to come behind you? Um, this conference that I was just at, this is about the fifth year. I think that we've had it. I've been part of it for several so a man's dream, you know, he just had mm. this dream to do this for, for young adults. And it is a beautiful thing. And when people can come around you and say, I love the heart behind what you are feeling that you really want to minister to these people or those people or whatever, how can I support you? And maybe at the time in my life, my season, I can't do a whole lot, but pray for you or yeah. send you a text once in a while that's saying what you're doing is important. I just want you to remember that if you're feeling down today, but boy, the world in and of itself is a downer. I agree. So the people of God, we are told to encourage one another daily. Yeah. And, and boy, could we just be a people who encourage one another and build one another up and come alongside one another and say, go, go strong, keep running. Don't let anything stop you. This is important. So good. It's so good. And I know someone needed to hear that right now and needed that word because the Bible is full of people who God gave them assignments and all around them, there were naysayers. It is not anything new. So if you're experiencing that, I wanted to lean into that today in my conversation, because that's not something I've really talked about much here on the podcast is what if you feel like you're called to do something, you want your life to matter but you can't seem to get traction and get it off the ground because the people around you now you lean into something. And before we wrap up, I just wanted 
to, to pause it for a second. You mentioned like, are you in the word? You know, are you praying? Because those are great, you know, kind of a filter of, okay, I think I've heard from God. Now there's nothing wrong with then you saying to that person, have you prayed about this? Have you, have you, are you in the word? And God will never tell you something, give you an assignment that's going to contradict his word. So you can know right there. Okay. If there's a red flag and you know, someone sharing something or you're even sensing something, but it's, it doesn't line up with the word of God, then you know, it's not the will of God. So that's a wonderful way to help determine the will of God for your life is if it doesn't line up with the word, then you're not going to be in agreement with the will of God. The word of God and the will of God will always agree with each other. So I loved your counsel there, Amber, because it's so solid and uh, such great biblical counsel for us today and just practical counsel of knowing how to step out. So tell us how we can get this book and you have others. You have several resources and the podcast where tell us the name of the podcast too, because these are podcast listeners. So I want them to hop over and listen to yours as well. My podcast is called Little Things. And I really do try to take little everyday things that we come across um, daily, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. how do we react to the news or what do we do when our child makes the wrong decision or just the little things. And I try to always spin it like, how can we glorify God in this? And so uh, it's called Little Things. It's available um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, my website is amberlbswenson.com, A L B E E is LB. And then I'm also available at timeofgrace.org. Okay. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well, guys. So you're going to want to get a copy of chosen for more come just as you are. And, uh, it's, we've, we've just kind of touched on the surface of some of the principles. It's really a chalk full of kingdom principles. That's what I loved about this. You not only dug into people's character traits, but there's kingdom principles that you pulled out for us in each one of these five people. So thank you so much, Amber. What a joy to meet you today. I'm so glad our paths crossed and I just pray so much blessing in favor of your ministry. I would love for you to pray for us. Is there anything else you feel led to share before you pray for our listeners? I I just really know that the world can be a very difficult place to navigate today. And I just want to encourage people to be in the word and to be with Christian friends who will encourage them and help them through whatever they're going through right now. So good. Thank you, Amber. And we'll pray for us. And I know that'll encourage us as well. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Christian people who um, come alongside us and stand beside us and help us to um, really meet the challenges of each day. We know that you have equipped us to do your work, Lord. So don't let us fall away from that. Don't let us become distracted and put it on the back burner, but Lord really equip us and motivate us to do whatever it is that you have for us to do. Help us to see the opportunities before us, Lord, and then put Mordecai's beside us who will encourage us and keep telling us to go further and do more for your glory, Lord. Um, Let your word dwell richly in us and use it to motivate us in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.